welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everyone, welcome to Dear Alice. We are taking a break during the holiday season, so we wanted to rebroadcast one of our favorite interviews that we've done uh, with Tom Felicia. He was super entertaining. It was a blast to uh, record and speak with him. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Tom Felicia. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> so hello. happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. We're so happy you're, you're here, too. Tom is the life of the party, as you'll quickly <laughs> learn if you don't already know. But and um, I mean, it's so funny you say life of the party. I'm life of the party of three. And that includes <laughs> me and my two dogs. That's about that's about I mean, that's about the size of the party. I do have a friend who's staying in my guest house and he comes over after he's done working and we we've been quarantined together. So nice. um, it is hilarious. That's like that's our party. Yeah, it's not a very well, big party. Tom, we, but we party our faces up. <laughs> <laughs> we've been with you at market. I don't even know. for. Have you been at Vanguard for like 10 years now? I had, well, yeah, last year we celebrated our 10th anniversary um, at Vanguard, which is kind of amazing because that was Vanguard and Kravit were my sort of foray into the world of product design and, um, you know, and sort of High Point and all of that. So um, it was my 11th year going to High Point and it was my of 10th year of, of actually showing product there. Yeah. I was. So yeah, we've, it's we've, crazy. so we've been with Tom for 10 years and we have yeah. watched you in the showroom work groups and loads of people. And I'm telling everybody, you are the life of the party. You are oh, people, you're so sweet. a people magnet. Everybody loves Tom and they will stand in line just to see him and just to, just to siphon off some of his energy. Cause it's just well, I, so good. I have to say, you know, first of all, I, I, I thank you. That is so sweet. And I will tell you, it is a two-way street because we, when I'm there and we, you know, we have literally been like in that showroom for like, I've been there for the last four or five days, you know, with the team and we're getting everything ready and hanging all the artwork and like, you know, accessorizing and doing the whole thing. And it's, you know, and it's kind of fun. I, I always say it's like going to summer camp for design, you know, because like we're all living together, <laughs> eating together. It's yeah. kind of crazy. And then we get really excited when people are coming through because there are so many people, designers and buyers coming from all over the U.S. and outside of the U.S. from all over the world. And it's so interesting to talk to designers from Russia, to talk to designers from, you know, from Texas and from, you know, from Utah, from everywhere. Like I'm meeting people from Maine and hearing what they're doing, what, what, how their market is and, um, and also what they're interested in. And, and, and also understanding, you know, I get so much information from people that you think are coming from really traditional parts of the country where they're saying, well, they're, 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 um, buyers or their, their clients are looking for things that are a little bit cleaner and fresher and younger, still classic. So it's really interesting. You get a lot of information, um, and it's, it's fun. And then you kind of develop these great relationships with various designers and, 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 you know, people that have stores and it's just, you know, you really, it's, it's kind of fun. I love it. I yeah. love it. So it, it's a, you know, it's a, it, it definitely, it helps inform kind of what we do in our next, uh, in our next, you know, season, our next launch. 
Totally. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. And by the way, um, I did a really lousy introduction into Tom Felicia because we all know each wow. other. But for those of you who don't know Tom or don't remember Tom, he was one of the original <laughs> Fab Five. Um, one of the OGs. Yes. OGs. One of the fir- he was the first um, round of yeah. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And he did yeah. all the interiors piece, which meant he did yeah. All the hardest part yeah. of the whole show. Well, you know, Bobby <laughs> you didn't and I just were just have to give a haircut. Yeah, yeah no, so Bobby, uh-huh. the, 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 you know, Bobby Burke, who's do, doing what I did. Yeah. Um, now on the new Queer Eye, so he and our buddies, and we were on the phone the other day, and we were laughing and commiserating about how like we have to work so hard, and they basically just sort of fly <laughs> in and fly out, and they're like out oh, at six o'clock, like see ya, and we're there until like you know one o'clock in the morning, kind of getting all, everything set set and sorted. Um, but it is it is kind of an amazing it, I have to say we were also talking about it. We called it a design marathon because, uh-huh. uh, you know, you have to really like come up with the concept, make it applicable to the person, sort of use some of their, you know, you got to do all this stuff and do it in like split seconds, get your plan, you get you work with your team, get them going. And I have to say, I, I mean, I really actually like that process because I think as a designer, I mean, I studied design in college. I have an interior degree in interior design, which is, you know, back in the day was like, was like, where's Waldo? It was like, you know, <laughs> just, now today I've like design schools are like, you know, there's a part of so many different programs, mm-hmm. but, um, but anyway, so I, you know, I, and then I worked for big firms in New York city and then I opened my own company and I, it was my 20th year for Tom Felicia Incorporated. Cool. Um, Congrats. So last year, Last year was my 20th year for Tom Felicia Incorporated, which is, uh, you know, our sort of brick and mortar interior design firm, commercial and residential in New York City. And then we have a showroom called Sedgwick and Brattle, which is a distribution for a lot of our product. And it's really like a place for people in New York City to go to the New York Design Center and experience some of our stuff in between markets. Um, and it's, a, you know, it's a, it's a to the trade showroom. So that's really cool. And that was five years. And then, um, and then being at high point, uh, is, has been 10. So yeah, it was kind of like a five, 10, 20 operation last, uh, last, uh, this last fall. Amazing. uh, And you've got lines with, um, obviously Vanguard and Eastern accents. You've got Mm -hmm. your bedding and pillows and then you've got art with Wendover. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We have, what else are you doing? We have textiles and wall coverings uh, with a commercial and residential with um, Kravit. Um, we're actually doing a whole new line with them now and maybe even adding uh, an outdoor category, which is something I'm very oh, excited amazing. about. Um, we are also, we have furniture with Vanguard. We have, um, we have bedding with Eastern Accents. We have a window treatment hardware, which is also available at Calico and Kravit. Um, and uh, what else do we have? Textiles, blah, blah, furniture, um, bedding, artwork with Windover, which is awesome. And we just kind of we're, we're seeing a lot of our new pieces that are being developed right now. And it's the first time we've done it from this much of a far, which has been a really interesting process um, yeah. and really cool. But um and what else? I think there's a few things. Oh, we're doing a new rug line. I can't say who it's with yet, <gasps> oh, but we're very excited about hey, it. Hey, you know what? It's um, time. Yeah. It's time for yeah. more rugs by yeah. Tom. We used to be with Safavia, but we just, we decided we wanted to do something else. And then um, and then we were, uh, what else are we doing? We have a new, we're doing a door hardware and we're also doing lighting. <gasps> door so hardware. those are our three oh new categories. Gosh. 
Tom, oh, and you're, and you're doing the most. Furniture. I love and possibly it. Possibly outdoor furniture. We've we've been talking. Get we've been down. courting an outdoor furniture company, and they're awesome. And we're really excited about working with them. And you know, it's so interesting. And you know, one of the things that we've been thinking about, I think probably all of us, you know, individually, and maybe even having conversations with everyone uh, that we come in contact with in the business, is like, how do we see this moment um, in time? Hopefully, you know, let's cross our fingers and hope and pray that it gets better for certainly the people that have been devastated by this and, you know, and all of the craziness. But um, but also, how is this going to translate to how business is done moving forward in so many industries? But of course, you know, we're I'm thinking about the space that I'm in because that's this is what I do. And so we're really talking about how you know, the business of home is, you know, how will it, how will it evolve based on this, you know, this kind of like, this is, you know, this is going to be one of those things that we talk about our whole life. One of the most bizarre experiences that will yeah. have happened to all of 100%. us and how does it affect us, you know? Truly. And um, it, don't you feel like yeah. too, home has just never been more important to people? Oh, because- I, you know, and let, let me just tell you, I believe, yes. And I think it was like that prior to us being quarantined. But I think the quarantine has accelerated not only what we would have done in technology um, over the course of the next five to 10 years, but you know we're all now going to be shopping more online and um, doing all of the things, having meetings, you know, being comfortable having meetings with people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and doing things that I think we would have done over the course of the next five years, but it, it just accelerated it. And I think home in the past, I would say five to 10 years has really become design in general. I think design of restaurants, design of hotels, design of homes, the layouts, uh, the materials, the, 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 you know, the, all of the pieces that sort of make a house a home. Um, I think all of those things have become more and more interesting to people as they've become more exposed to it and more interested in it and understand how it can sort of change the experience of whether it's a house or a restaurant or a hotel or, you know, or, or, or you're living outside, you know, like on your outdoor, in your indoor outdoor spaces. So I feel like people already were kind of onto it and excited about it. But I think being quarantined for two months, I know has made me want to burn my house down and start over. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, 
your sleep health. If you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. <laughs> Tom, I, one of the things I love about you, um, as designers, we're always, you know, wanting something original and like yeah. something we've never yeah. seen before. And Tom's look is one of those that is definitely not a me too. You're mm-hmm. doing something that's unique to you. And I feel like it's very lifestyle driven. Um, we've sat yes. with you before at Vanguard and you know, you've talked about, oh, it's the worst to get stuck on a sofa at a party with somebody you don't like. And so yeah. I designed yeah. this, cocktail, this cocktail table so that I can just walk right through the middle of it and get away. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, we call it the escape path. <laughs> the escape path, yes. Um, but yeah. I, I always loved asking you kind of where some of the inspiration comes from when we sit and talk to you. And I remember one of the first chairs you designed, you said you love airplanes and you yeah. designed yeah. this chair to to look like a set of airplane wings with the rivets on it. And you have these really unique, um, it feels very all American and um, it feels casual in a way that's still preppy and you still do the contrast well. So you're all in the details, but it looks like you want to just jump in there and live. And I'm just so curious, like what inspires you? How do you, how do you come up with, with this look um, I, you said, I love that question and thank you. That's so sweet. Um, a, a couple of things. I mean, I would say first and foremost, I'm totally inspired by, um, I, I, I really inspired by architecture and sense of place, you know, like really creating an authentic experience that doesn't feel thematic, you know, like mm, I love that, I love that, you know, that it, it's not, it's, I don't, I don't love the lake house. It feels like a lake house or the beach house. It's like the beach house with shells, shells. you know what I mean? I don't, right. I don't, right. It's just like, or the Park Avenue yeah. apartment with the, you know, with the red library. It's like, I don't love the literal sort of thematic sort of what we expect, but I do love having a sense of place um, that feels authentic and makes it feel like an experience, but it still feels connected to sort of the way we live now and what we're thinking and what we're feeling. So I would say it's really a combination of architecture um, and people. I mean, because design at the end of the day is for people. So one of the things that I really enjoy in life is connecting and communicating and talking and playing and, you know, whether it's drinking or eating or, you know, whatever it is, I love, you know, just, I like doing it with people and talking to them, hearing what their experiences are, what they're interested in, because at the end of the day, design is for people and you can design something that's really beautiful. And if it doesn't connect with humans, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just doesn't really make sense. You know, it's like, it's not, um, it can be really beautiful to look at, but not truly something that, that feels, I don't know, that just feels right. It feels uh, balanced or mm-hmm. it feels inviting or that feels comfortable. And so I really take a lot of my cues from just understanding, you know, what makes people feel sort of, you know, connected and interested and, um, invited or, you know, that, you know, I think that's a lot of it. I I try to design homes and restaurants or indoor, outdoors, whatever we're working on. I try to design things that, that I think people would be 
in, there would be find interesting, fascinating, comfortable, and uh, takes people a little bit on a journey that they may have not chosen to go on, mm. <laughs> but the whole time they're 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 in a space that still feels familiar and that feels grounded, you know. So I think that's really it's really important, you know. It's like I, I like when things are just fancy enough and just everyday enough mm-hmm. and just fun and just, you know, they have to have all of these kind of interesting little moments. And I think that that's what makes people connect with them. And it's, you know, you get people sort of emotionally involved and they're like, wow, this is, it's cool, but it still feels like comfortable. And it, it's, it's modern ish, but it's also timeless, you know, and it's, um, or it's, you know, contemporary yet it's, it'll, it'll look good in 20 years and it'll, you know, so I think that's kind of the space that I really like. I like it in fashion. I like it in food. I like it in people. Um, and I always say a great interior should have the same attributes as your best friend, you know, interesting, dynamic, stylish, approachable, fun, you know, like a little bit like, you know, goofy, (laughs) you know, like all of those things. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think that's an interior should have that, um, sensibility. And I also like when things feel like they make sense where they are, they are, they speak to the architecture. They don't match the architecture. Mm. Um, and they allow the architecture allows the interiors to feel great and the interiors really complement the architecture. It's not about matching to me. It's always about creating sort of a curated kind of collected, but, you know, kind of feel. And we try to do that with our product. Um, and, you know, with product, you're always trying to create sort of a, a point of view. So you have to keep it a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit tighter than you would maybe in your own home. But um, even with that, we do get sort of um, we are we are told by, you know, everyone that works with us that we definitely push the envelope in trying to make it feel a little bit more collected, mm-hmm. which is um, which is something I think people are starting to get more and more, especially buyers. Um, designers get it, you know, but I think buyers used to like, you know, the coffee table that matches the end tables. And <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah. they still had that sort of like big box sort of like you know, sort of, um, concept, you know, that, that they were communicating in that language, which I think is changing. You know, I think, yeah, I Mm -hmm. think, you know, I have a question for you, Tom. Yeah. So, um, obviously you're just like so great with people and, and I feel like you've never met a stranger. You just always are (laughs) able to jump right in. So when you're first getting to know a client and you're like, I want to make sure this reflects, you know, whether it be a restaurant or whatever, what are some of the questions that you ask people that help you know who they are and what they want to portray? I mean, you know, the first thing that I do is I, you know, it's really, I think a lot of it is not so much asking questions because I think that puts people very often when you ask someone a question like, Hey, what's your style? And it's like a person that (laughs) would be like a client, right. Who doesn't really maybe even have a great answer for that. Uh They'll say like, Oh, I love really modern interiors that are like cool and da, 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 da. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, can you show me a photograph of one of those? And they'll show you a photograph and you're like, okay, that's not at all what you just said, <laughs> right? Yeah. So very um, often what people say when you ask them a question, and unless they're in the, in the design world, mm-hmm. they tend to say things that 
maybe are not truly accurate. You know what I mean? So I find that it's easier to get information about who someone is by really just sort of having a great time with them, you know, Mm -hmm. going to dinner, having a great time, you know, like laughing, you know, like getting them to a place where they feel like they can just be themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of figure out what they're about based on that. Now that doesn't always work with every client, you know, but I would say that's like my go-to is to just be like, you know, I have some clients that are like so amazing. Like you just, you just want to hang out with them and they're just great. Or we'll go for drinks and we'll talk about life and whatever and design and kids and, you know, whatever our childhoods, where we're from, what life's like. And I get, you know, I really get a sense of who they are and, you know, what their relationships are like with their, with themselves, with their family, with their kids, with their community, what, what's going on. And, and then you get a sense of what, what the house is for, you know, I mean, mm-hmm, you know, okay, lovely. so this house is, this is the way you're going to be entertaining. This is what you do. Like you're all about family time or you're all about, you know, having the kids have friends over. So we, we definitely, so it, that's a part of it. You know, like when you go to someone's house and they have three dogs, you kind of go, okay, this is, there's information here. Yeah. This is like, you know what I mean? It's like, so I, I really think it's about, I think that natural authentic communication is really the best route to, you know, for everything. But when you don't have that, when sometimes you have a client that's maybe not available or maybe isn't a great, you know, isn't, is not, you know, can't do that for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I think the questions also working with like sort of a Pinterest, depending on how uh, high tech they are. I mean, some people, I always say, look, sit in bed and just pull out magazine pages that you love, even if it's only one or two things in the, in the page that you like, circle it. You don't have to ask, you know, I always say like, you don't have to show each other what you're showing me and let me see what you're thinking individually. And then you guys can share, you know, so we kind of do that kind of thing. And whether it's Pinterest, which is definitely younger, you know, clients, um, that kind of thing. But um, it's, I, I also think, you know, very often we'll get clients that we've already done a project for. And then you now kind of know them a little bit, but now you know them in a new environment, you know? So you have to then say, okay, like, so I know your main house and I know the way you live there. And then they have another project, whether it's a ski house or a beach house or a lake, whatever they're doing. Um, and you kind of like say, okay, let's apply this. How do you want, you know, I know how you live. I know who you are, mm-hmm. but I want to give you your version of you in this space with this house in this environment. So that when you're there, it feels like you and it's a, it's an expression. It's just like the other house. It's like a calm. I always say you're, if you have more than one house, think of them as children and they should all have their own distinct personality mm, point of view smart. and they should all be authentic, but they all share a common thread, you know, and they all, there's, you can tell that they're related and you can tell that they have a lot in common, but you can also celebrate their differences, you know? And so that's kind of what I, you know, say, you know, I, I use sort of that human, like relationship or those human sort of like, um, you know, things that define us. And I use that for design because I think people connect also with that. They understand it. Yeah. So, so now that you kind of know the client, how do you go about starting your design process and what is the very finishing layer in a room for you? 
Um, well, the first thing I tell them is they're going to need $1 billion and (laughs) (laughs) set expectations. I love that budget. I love $1 billion the most. Just 1 billion. I mean, I'm not crazy. Only one of them. uh, Yeah. So no, no, I, I would say the first thing we do is we kind of like, once we understand what we're doing with the, um, with the overall vibe and sort of personality sensibility of the house, we really look at the two things simultaneously layout furniture layouts as well as materiality those are the three things i start with i literally will be like i've got to put furniture in this room first i want to lay the house out Mm -hmm. and make any modifications to it or if we're doing from the ground up but or or if it's an older house or a house that's maybe not even older but that you you know that needs to be um sort of you know fine-tuned we kind of do all that fine tuning, you know, lay it out, maybe open some walls up, you know, do the kitchen layouts and stuff like that. And once we have that layout, I always put furniture in the layouts because I don't wait until we start designing or decorating to do that because I have to make sure that, you know what, we, we, if we can move this door over a little bit, we can get a bigger sideboard in the, in the dining room so that we can, they can really entertain it, you know, and get, get what they need to happen in that space or in a living room, you know, if like you're looking at um, the location of a pair of French doors that all of a sudden that one set of doors kind of screws up the whole layout of the room, that's your moment to say, Hey, maybe we should keep that as windows and then put the doors at each end. You know what I mean? And that way we don't, we don't have this sort of like, you know, this, this, you know, point of egress or, or, or this sort of virtual hallway cutting through the middle of the room. So you can do things like that. And with the furniture in concert with sort of the the new layout. And then at that moment, once you say, okay, the rooms look like they're going to work really well. The layout is great. Now you're starting to look at the details of the bones of the house and the materiality. And you're thinking like, what are the floors? What are the walls? What are the ceilings? What are the details? What are the door openings? What are the, and we do that. And I think that by the time we do that with the client, you know them inside and out. You know what I mean? You know the good, you know the bad, you know the right, you know the wrong, Mm -hmm. you know the ups and you know the downs. You know what I mean? You kind of know them. And they also have a sense of who you are. And by that point, you can say like, I get, you know, the, this couple is very monochromatic. They want sort of texture and not a lot of pattern. You can already sense that through choosing materials like floors and stone and, um, you know, just going in and looking at things like plumbing hardware and stuff like that. A lot of things that I think honestly are much easier for clients to understand than decorating. So you kind of give them their training wheels in that space, you know, which I think is a little bit more understandable, certainly for the husband very often. And not that every couple is a, you know what I mean? But even in same sex, you know, clients, there's always one that's like kind of a little bit more like getting the architecture and one that's, you know what I mean? Like you never know. There's always one that's the husband, whether they're the husband or not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I always get exactly. I'm telling you, it's like, you know, it's hilarious. I mean, I've been in that situation myself. So, but the thing is, it's so funny that you know, I, one of my favorite things that clients say, and this is one of the most hilarious things I think the client that says, I'm a very visual person. Now, when someone says they're very visual to me, I get excited. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, 
that means you can see like what I'm seeing, like when I look at the room and I can describe it to you and we can have a conversation about it. No, that's generally not what it means. Nope. It means they need <laughs> so much handholding and you need to describe it to them, draw it for them, elevate it. You have to, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, they're like, no, I'm very visual. I have to see it. And I'm like, but that's not visual. That means you're not visual. <laughs> I always say that to clients. I'm like, you are not see visual. It at all. You are not a visual person. Like a visual person is generally someone who chooses to go into a design career because they can see things before we do them or draw them. And the reason we're drawing them is for people who can't see them. <laughs> yeah. And don't you think this process is yeah. just like such a great self-discovery workshop for somebody they think they're visual but they're actually the opposite of visual but it's just so funny (laughs) it's just so funny to think like that it's just like I just remember my clients saying you know so many clients have said that and I'm like you know like once every year some client will say that and in the beginning of my career I was like oh every time like Groundhog Day I was like oh my god that's so great now we'll be able to communicate And then I'm like, okay, we have Groundhog Day. They don't have, they can't even visualize a fabric on a chair. If I put the fabric on the chair, they're like, well, what's it going to look like when it's all over the chair? I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, maybe you're just blind. I don't even know if you, you're not visual. Like, do you know we're inside right now? <laughs> It's a 24-inch square piece of fabric on, like, a club chair. Like, you can't. I'm laying it on there. Oh, like, man. Got it? <laughs> we should do a podcast on all the most crazy things that happens with clients. So I think we'd get fired from our jobs. Yeah. That's it's amazing. so funny, though. We should, like, name, all right. we should name names, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, so it is. funny. So, Tom, yeah. what's the finishing layer in a room? If that's how you sort of start um, about your process. What I do you feel like... So- so once once we're done with all of the, um, you know, kind of what we were just talking about in terms of, I was called the bones and like, you know, kind of getting, setting, you know, as Albert Hadley used to say, it's like you start with a hammer and nails and then you start decorating. So that's kind of like starting with your hammer and nails and getting everything sorted. So it's a great backdrop and it's the right look and what you're doing. Then you get into sort of the anchor pieces. You know, you start looking at like the furniture layouts and you're thinking, what are the anchor pieces? You know, what are those pieces that define that space that become defining moments? And then you start choosing those pieces and um, and putting together your color schemes and your fabrics and just start creating that story that you're telling, you know, and then really hopefully, you know, doing something that really connects with the personality and the lifestyle of the people that live there. Because I have two monster dogs right now that are on my sofa that I'm walking by right now. And if I didn't choose the right fabric for that, that sofa, it would literally look like you know, I'd have to throw it away every 20 minutes, you know what I mean? But so you have to really make lifestyle choices about like how you're going to live in it. Like, and I know I'm the kind of person where my doors are open. I have dogs here. My friends come over with their dogs and there's, you know, it's like, so I like that kind of energy in the house. Mm -hmm. So I have to design knowing that that's going to happen. So you kind of put all of that together and you start piecing together. And I think the real final layer of great design is when you start, putting all of the pieces of like, you know, collected art, uh, inherited art, purchased Mm -hmm. art, decorative art, um, all of the like little sort of moments and pieces and things that are, that either you've had, um, that you've collected or that we help you kind of pull together. And I think those things are really, um, 
they're really, they really are those pieces that I think people really connect with. You know, I think mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's very, it's, it's not every, like if you ever ask some a designer or even a client, like if there's something in your living room that you absolutely love, they're generally not going to be like, Oh my God, I love this pair of club chairs or I love this pair of wing chairs. You know, they're never going to, mm-hmm. it's usually something like, uh, a sculpture or a piece of art or a beautiful box that they, you know, that they just think is the most beautiful thing or they always get compliments on, or, um, you know, there's, there are things like that, that I think people have, there's, you know, you, a couple can be like, Oh my God, we found these lamps in, you know, Florence and we just thought they were the coolest lamps we've ever seen. And we brought them back and, you know, and so those, I think that's what people really connect with. And I think those things are so important. Um, I think the way that you layer the space is how it kind of tells the story really of the person or the people or the brand or whoever it is that's there. And so it's the thing that most people connect with and you it that's the thing that's impactful to most people i think a lot of the architecture and most of the interior design is more of a feeling that people get you know they just go wow i love the way this feels mm. and then they go oh my god i love this object you know what i mean i love this specific object but i love the way this whole room feels mm. and i think that so i think that those layering pieces are so 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 important yeah, that's a great answer. I love that. So Tom, um, you talked a little bit about how you approach interiors, but you also are this great product designer. How do you approach product design? Um, I, you know, interestingly, I what I I first of all I love I love factories. So I'm like, I don't know what it is. Like mm, every time I go to a factory cool. and I walk through and I'm meeting all the different people that work there and watching how every, there's so many hands that go into making things. And even when you're making things in the U S we're still getting pieces from Indonesia, from China, from, uh, you know, from India, from Italy. And you're just getting all into So it's kind of a global business at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And I love when it all you know, when it's, it's, it's starting to become something where I love the idea of manufacturing in the U S and, and working with things that are locally sourced as well as made and then bringing in other components from all over the world. Because I do think that that's kind of, you know, a great way to sort of make a global business, which I think is really cool. So I love that aspect of it. I also, you know, I'm in the furniture, a sustainable furniture council. So we're trying to make all better decisions in all of the spaces that we're working in, which is really interesting and cool to me. But I really love product design because it is, um, I find it to be I, I just so much fun to design a piece, come up with a concept for a piece that we think that we need. Uh, generally, I come up, I'm inspired by what I can't find or mm-hmm. what I think I love, but it could be better. Or sometimes I look at things like when I first did my fabric line, I was like, I'm buying linens at $130 a yard. And I just don't understand why linen has to be $130 a yard. You know what I mean? Like we make, can we start to like source great looking linen that is, you know, a more reasonable price point so that we can, you know, so clients aren't like, oh my God, you know, it's like all my window treatments are, you know, so I really, it's like about putting together a collection that I think is, um, you know, we try to get, try to do is we call it sort of, um, you know, do really great design, but also make it approachable as like, you know, as a, as a product line, 
um, because I just think that that's part of the way people want to live today. I find that my clients, when they have things that, that are, you know, really beautiful and that they've spent, you know, certainly not a little bit of money on, but not ridiculous. They use their homes in a different way. They're not afraid to sit on their sofa or walk on the rug or, you know, have people over or entertain. And I think that that's really, you know, that's what makes a great interior is when things, when, when it feels like it's, it's living, you know? And, um, and so product design to me, a lot of what inspires me is what we can't find. Or when we find it, we're like, huh, that's interesting. That's a, $15,000, you know, slipper chair. And that seems a little like, was it made out of something I don't understand? You know what I mean? So, right. I was like, huh, let's take the fabric off. There must be gold in there somewhere. But, but, you know, so I literally am like, we kind of design for what we think we would use as designers for mm-hmm. our clients. And what I really, I always say, like when, when I go to, um, and I sit on the furniture and I look at it and we're in the factory before it's in development. I look at it and I, this is what I say. I go, I would put that in my house. Mm. I would put that in my apartment. I would give that to my best friend. Like I would tell my best friend to buy that chair. Oh my God, I love it. And that's how I define whether or not it should be in the line. It's like, would I use it, mm-hmm. you know, and would I live with it? And would I recommend someone that I not only know, but will call me out on being a total douchebag if I recommend something that's not cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like one of my friends. So I'm like, if it passes the, you know, I, I want it. And I think my friends would want it and also wouldn't be mad at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, a I good, think that's, that's a really good yeah. measuring stick. I'm like, I like that. I like you know that. what? It's like, <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I definitely would want that sofa. But, you know, I'll say like, but it feels too short or I think it needs more depth or whatever. But uh-huh. that's really how we, that's how we define it. Would we use it? You know, yeah. I always show things when we're in development to the designers in my office and say, do you guys, what do you think of these four pieces? We have to edit one or something and which, or, you know, show it next market. Which one do you like, which one do you like the least or the most? And just kind of hearing what they do. And I also love getting, you know, it's always great to get feedback from boys and girls, certain different ages, you know, mm-hmm. people married, not married, you know, you're kind of like, it's always interesting to hear. And um, always the most interesting things are the things I think that we use. Anything that we use in our design firm, and that we love because there's a few pieces that have slipped through where I'm like, oh my God, I never use it. I never use it. I never use it. <laughs> I never use it. You know, I mean, like, and there are certain things where I'm like, that didn't work out so great. But you know what? There's like, there's a chair in my line that literally when we, when it came out, it was like, I was like, oh God, I don't like it. Right now, I didn't like it. And it made it because, um, I was convinced they were like, well, it doesn't, let's not, let's not, it's, let's keep it in this market. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll trust, you know, it is one of our best sellers. Oh, so, Which one is it? Say its name. Um, I can't even think of the name of it right now because I'll be honest with you. You know why I can't think of the name of it? Why? Because I never use it. I never <laughs> use it. I never, ever use it. I still do not love it. But when the we thing see you at market next, I want you to point to it. I will literally, it. I will, it's got two, no. it's got two wood pieces that come up the back. It has a high back. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Oh. Um, and it is, um, it's so funny, but people love this chair. And I was advised by a team, you know, we were there with, you know, two people from my office and a couple of people from Vanguard and, 
everyone said, I think you're wrong, Tom. I think it's a real, it's a winner. And I said, you know what? I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I, you know, I'm not, I am clearly, I'm like, first of all, I'm hungover. So I could be making bad decisions. <laughs> second of all, um, I've already started drinking. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. But I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm like, I look, let's roll the dice on this one. I'm into it. You know, like this is why I'm we're, this is why we're a team. And I love um, it. yeah, I love there's it. no I in team. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so oh, go for ahead. the people at home, um, I would love to just give them some actionable advice from Tom yeah. Felicia. So one okay. of the questions that they asked Sue and I last week in our Q&A was, how do you style a coffee table? I know this is like the simplest form of math for you, for sure. No, but no, I want no, totally. them. So I want them to be yeah. able to to do something um, after listening to this podcast. And they'll be like, Tom Felicia taught me how to style my cocktail table. So <laughs> okay, can you give I'm them some advice? You. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, okay, first thing is you have to determine where is this cocktail table? Is it in the family room? Is it in the living room? So let's choose the living room, okay? Or we could even do both, but... So the living room is a place for inspiration and it's a place for interesting objects. You know, the family room is a place for practical use. So you kind of have to look at that as maybe two different tables, or if you have the kind of house where your television is in your living room, it's kind of a living room family room. So you kind of have to merge both. But my recommendation is to start with a tray, which is a beautiful tray that you love. Um, it can be more beautiful and more special in the living room. It can be more practical, more cleanable, and more everyday in a family room, like a lacquered tray. Then you could have a silver tray in a living room. Or if it's a living room and a family room, you could do a lacquered tray with silver handles, you know, just kind of dress it up a little bit. But you start with a tray, and I think it would be, you know, it's always great to do maybe a stack of books that you find interesting, like things that you love. If it's travel, if it's architecture, if it's art, if it's um, food, if it's, but just choose like three or three or four books of things that really beautiful books that you like and that you, you would be interested to go through and be interesting. Um, and they're beautiful books to look at and they're interesting topics. And they have beautiful photos in them. And it's kind of, it expresses a little bit of your sort of like what makes you excited and what makes you tick, whether it's cars or boats or architecture or airplanes, whatever. So you do that. Now you've got the tray. Um, I always love in a living room having some kind of candlelight. Like if you are sitting with a group of friends, like before you go to dinner and you want to have a glass of wine, I don't know if we're going to be even able to do that anymore, but you'll only be sitting with one or two people and they'll probably be in your house. But um, you can have like a few candles that you can light, like a great little um, collection of three candlesticks or two candlesticks, um, a wonderful little box that you can leave matches in um, to light the candles, but it's also a beautiful little object in peace. And then I always love some kind of great little sculpture, and it can be a little bronze sculpture that is sort of traditional. It could be a little modern piece and something that has a little bit of height in it. Um, so that it really becomes a tablescape. And if you think about it as a landscape, and you can do you can do things centered and do a pair on either side. You can also do it off-centered, which I really like. Very often I do. And then just do like a – so you can you can light some candles. You have a box that you can um, put your uh, matches or something like that in or a lighter or a remote control or something like that. And then um, some interesting books, a cute little object, and a great tray to organize things. And I think that's a great way to start with a, um, with a table. That's great. A tablescape. Brilliant. Yeah, I love it. 
Everybody. You know, and yeah, I mean, it's like, it's sort of a formula, but I think it's, you know, I think if you think about it as like, people love when they come over your house, like even if you have like a bunch of candles that are, you know, that maybe you don't get to because you're only there to have one glass of wine and maybe go to dinner, but to sit there and light three candles or two candles at a coffee table, it just, all of a sudden it's kind of warms everything up and it feels really good. And I think there are so many beautiful collections of candlesticks, new and old, vintage, antique, uh, modern, you know, contemporary. They're just, or one piece that holds three candles, it's really sculptural. So I think there's a really great way to create warmth. And also um, it's very, I think it's very fundamental that people enjoy that, you know? Um, and I, I, so I don't know, I, I think great books are a really beautiful way. I think books in a space are wonderful, but I also love when the books, um, you know, when you're mixing art and photography and food and design and fashion and architecture and all of those things and, you know, and things that you're truly interested in, you yeah, know, and I love that. And yeah. So people say, Oh my God, I didn't know that you were like, you collected watches. Are you a watch mm -hmm. person? Oh yeah. I collect watches or whatever it is, or cigars. It could be about cigars. It could be about, you know, like just really, you know, interesting books that you connect with. And, and I always like, I love giving gifts uh, books as gifts, you know, like when mm -hmm. I stay at someone's house, because I think it's an interesting thing to put in a guest room, to put on a coffee table, to have in a bookcase, you know, just even sometimes on a desk in a room, I'll just open it up to a page that I love that has a beautiful, beautiful image mm -hmm. and just so that kind of it's a little inspiring you know it's kind of fun to see and it creates like a nice little moment so I think those are the kinds of things that you know when you're when you're thinking of a coffee table think of it as a landscape you know think of it as a table so I call it a tablescape you know like the idea that you're creating this kind of topography with objects and it's really you know the coffee table you want it to be serviceable you want it to be usable um you want to have room to you know put a drink down or a glass of wine or a coffee or something but um but you also want it to be visually sort of you know like interesting and it doesn't need a lot you know it can be very simple and always leave room that you can like pop in a little cylinder of fresh flowers every once in a while if you're doing something special you know or you're having people over or something like that um that's always a nice little little pop you know so it's not it you don't want to over accessorize it so that you have the ability to put out a thing of like almonds and some flowers and it doesn't feel like it's going to collapse on your feet and break your toes yeah i love <laughs> the that worst. yeah oh that's beautiful what a great answer tom you're so wise hey. and you're gonna make everybody look so good everybody at home make sure and give that a whirl i think um there's nothing more magical than candlelight too it just makes everything really special Dances. yeah yeah it's i love like, it oh we're doing yeah. something special now yeah we're lighting candles yeah, right yeah, and it doesn't it have to be a birthday this, party. It can just be that you're yeah. going to celebrate life yeah. and go out for dinner yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, friendship. you're just going to chat. You're just yeah. going to sit and have, like, a, an hour to kind of catch up and chat. And it's just kind of a nice way. You know, because, like, a lot of times people have fireplaces in our living room and they don't really utilize them very often. You know, it's, like, yes. only when it's cold or, like, certain times of the year. So I even do, like, sometimes in the summer I put um, hurricane, like, candles in my mm. fireplace, you know, like, in July and August when I'm really knowing I'm not going to use it. But at night, it's really, like, I love having, like, the glow of, like, you know, in the fireplace. And it's like a nice way to do that. Or if you live in a city where, you know, really maybe there's a dining room that has a fireplace or a living room in an apartment building or something like that. And you don't really use it, but there's some really great 
you know, just like wonderful hurricanes that you can put in there with real candles, or even now they have some of these really great, like Luminara has these really great, very believable candles that you can do with a remote control, which 20 years ago, I would have said, Tom, you're such a cheese ball. But now I'm like, <laughs> I have literally in my house that I'm in right now, in my living room, I, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I mean, just in one room, I have 10 candles. You know what I mean? So it's like, if every single never candle say in my never. house was real... <laughs> You know what I mean? If every candle in my house was real, I would literally, first of all, I would be standing outside with the fire department most times. But I, but I would be, you know what I mean? Like I have a fire pit, I have a fireplace, I have outdoor lanterns everywhere. So I'm like, at night, like I have like, this is another tip I will give people. Candles that you get close to always should be real. Candles that are far away, That's can good. you can you can do that, you know? So it's like on your dining table, all of your candles are real, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have two like wall mounted, like hurricanes that are kind of high up, you can, those can be the, 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 the good fake ones. You can't tell unless you get like on a step stool and look down. And you'd, even then, you know, with a couple glasses of wine, people don't even really know what's going on. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is beautiful. They could be eating Pop-Tarts and they're like, it's delicious. It, does, it doesn't <laughs> burn my finger at all when I touch it. Wow. Oh, that's um, amazing. So, you know, you kind of have to look at it a little bit of like, Okay, you know, like outside, when I go outside, I had these big, you know, like 36 inch high lanterns and I would buy these. I swear to you, it was like they must have been a hundred dollars per candle. Right now I would put the candles out there after two weeks in the hot sun with bugs and everything else outside. Those candles were like I, I would have to throw them away. They, or it rained or whatever, and it got into the candle, it got into the lantern. So now I've done all of the um, outdoor big ones um, as these kind of outdoor really great candles in a remote control. And then everything that's around the seating area is all real. So like when you're sitting there, everything you see far away, it looks real, but it's not. And it's you hit a button and they all go off. And then the ones you just blow out, like the six candles or four or five candles, like right in that you can come in contact with. So when you see real candles, you assume the other ones are real. So it's a great way to, you should mix them, That's you know, a great and party trick. Good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It is. It uh, is a good, it's, yeah. It makes it for, a. you know, it's like sometimes people do that when they do like a living wall, like a green wall or something, mm -hmm. they, they, they line it with, um, something that is, you know, not real, like a vine that's not real, that's in it, that then the real vines grow on that. And then when they are doing better or not so good, you know, they're doing better or worse, they still have this kind of, you can see what's in the background. A lot of hotels do that all the time. That's like a hotel trick. Like when you pull up to a hotel and there's like a big green wall, you know, with like, you know, beautiful orchids in front of it or something, that green wall is probably, I would say, 25% fake. You know, but that's there just so that w during this time of year when it gets a little brown and not so great, you can see, you know, you still ha you can't really see through it. So it's like, I think kind of do the same thing with candles yeah. and, and, and especially with little kids, you know, when you have little kids, um, I think that you can do, um, you know, it's a fun way for them to like light the candles with remote control and, and it's, they're not dangerous, you know, and you can still have candlelight with little kids and not feel like, uh Oh, this could go South quick. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, which is, which is really important. I woke up once in this house and I was downstairs and walked through my dining room and realized that um, one of my wall sconces had just like something happened with the candle 
um, those are real candles in there. And one of them just kind of like caught part of the, it could have caught part of the wall on fire. It didn't, thank God, but it was all black smoke. Um, And so you do, you know, that's, you know, there's those moments where you're like, you have to really, what candles are, especially when you have a lot of them. I mean, people come to my house and are like, so where are we bringing someone back from the dead? What's exactly happening? (laughs) (laughs) I love a lot of candles. So yeah, and it's it's a commitment in time to get them lit, blow them out and also purchase them and clean all the candle things and everything. So those fake candles really, I think have given me a lot of more free time so I can go use my boat. (laughs) That's awesome. Those are such great styling tricks. Thanks so much, Tom. We can live beautifully and functionally. I think that's what we learn from you every time. So anyway, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. You guys are the best. We're going to go restyle our coffee tables after this. That's what I'm going to go. Well, you know, it's also, it's also great. You can look, you can see like how, um, you know, different designers, you know, approach, sort of their tablescapes or their bookcases. And it's always very interesting. I think there's a lot of information to take away from that. And it's very helpful. That's so good. Well, Amen. Thanks I so much for thank coming you on. Thank you for having me. We love it. And my Lago and Lexi, my two pooches who are lazily <laughs> looking at me right now are also thanking you as well because you kept me occupied for about an hour. Yay. So they're very happy. They've Aww. been able to nap. Good post. Oh, good. Well, this is such a treat for us and for our listeners as well to get to know you and how you think and how you style. So yeah. thank you for coming. Well, on. you know, for just so you know, I'm one of your biggest fans. I love not mm-hmm. only all of your whole team, but um, you guys always come through high point and you guys are always so full of energy and amazing. But I've also loved your space, your store, your business, your concept. I mean, you guys are like really, really pros at what you do and you guys are super talented and you also are really lovely, kind, fun, um, interested people. And so it makes it, it makes it so, um, you know, it just makes it so great. You know, you're, you're one of the reasons that I love being, uh, in my showroom is because you guys is because of people like you guys, you know, that come through and then we get to share all this information, have fun and then go upstairs and have drinks. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, we feel the same about you, obviously, Tom. So thank you for that. And thank you for all of your gorgeous, your gorgeous brain and your mind and your energy. We love what you do. We're huge fans. And all of those listening to Dear Alice are going to be huge fans now, too. So all right. and well, hopefully thank, we'll see well, you, you in the you fall. Guys, Yes. You guys should watch. Um, our, I do an Instagram live show every day at one o'clock. If you guys can join, um, it's called House Calls, and I do it with different designers. I know you've seen it, but it's I, yeah, so it's really fun. fun. It's yes. been really cool. Yeah, and yeah. also, so thanks um, for watching, Tom. And also, um, they should follow you on Instagram. And is it at yeah. Tom Felicia or what? Yes, it's at Tom Felicia. Yep. Yeah. T-H-O-M-F-I-L-I-C-I-A. That's great. Um, all eyes. Yep. And uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, thanks. You bet. I love it. All right. Okay. We'll catch you all next right. time everybody hey, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening if you like our show absolutely please leave a bye guys love bye. you bye. see you tom bye bye ciao ciao